Good morning, everybody. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Natural and Kosher Cheeses, when quality and flavour matter. And today is all about quality and flavour because I have Simon Springer in the house with Collective Roasters Coffee. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love shopping for food. Eating food, cooking food, eating food, anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef. Oh, wow, what was that? Um, anything anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef. I cook for pe- people for Pesach, for Yontif, you name it. Chop competitions. I run all kinds of crazy chop competitions, which I've been so busy with. But I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my exciting food adventures, my kosher food traveling, and sharing of great food ideas each week. But I want to hear about you guys too. So email me, Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. And uh, let me know what you made, what you eat, where you ate, where you shop for food. Follow my along, follow me along on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for my exciting foodie adventures. Okay, so uh, it's a pretty, pretty exciting show today. Um, reminding everybody, we've got our uh, Kitchen Click coffee uh, campaign going on, our coffee maker campaign. Um, so if you want to win an amazing whole coffee set, coffee mugs and coffee makers and all kinds of things to do with coffee, you have to go to uh, send me an email, Naomi at nachamsegel.com and then like um, the Kitchen Click, uh, follow Kitchen Click, Naomi Nachman and Nacham Siegel Network on Instagram and you could be in it to win it. Now, because it's an Instagram coffee campaign, I thought I would invite my friend Simon Springer down um, and we're going to be talking to him in a couple of minutes all about amazing coffee. But first, right here on the phone from all the way in Toronto, where's the cookbook? <laughs> from Toronto, I've got Amy Stop Nikki on the line. Hello, Amy. Hi, how are you? Good, I am so glad I got you. I am holding up Amy's book. Amy and I just had a bit of a scheduling conflict, but I got her on the phone and she's going to talk to us for a couple of minutes. I got your book a couple months ago and I was really excited to get it because it looks like it looked like when I first got it, such a beautiful book. And as I opened it up and I really, really, really enjoyed it. And I was so proud because someone who has not written a cookbook, I really enjoy reading other people's foodie adventures through their writing. So congratulations on this. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Okay. Simon in the background is teasing me here, Amy. Amy, Simon is making me drip coffee. So we're going to be doing this again later on on the show, right? Excellent. Because this is such a tease. Amy, are you a coffee drinker? Yes, I am. Okay, great. So uh, (laughs) you'll follow along the show also. Amy, when did you uh, get this idea to do a book? Okay, so basically... I have loved to cook and play and, you know, test, make recipes since I was a teenager. Okay. I started really, I started really young. Um, I was always entertaining. It was always my thing to do. I work as an event planner in my day-to-day life. And people said to me, why don't you be, why don't you cater, be a caterer, do the, do the job of caterer. And I said, you know what? I don't know if that's for me, but I would love to share my food. I would love to share my recipes and my ideas. And that was when someone said, well, you should write a book. And I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. This was years ago. And so once I realized that, I started to, rather than just be a creative cook, I started to write down everything I made. I started to cook with my laptop beside me and writing down all the measurements and all the ingredients so that I could pass on my 
food and my recipes, etc. Was that really hard? It's something I've always wanted to is write a cookbook, but the pouring and the measuring like is a challenge for me. Like because I, I cook from my heart, I don't measure. Right. Right. So I'll tell you, it was a big challenge for me, especially when you are someone like me who's who the cooking is really a creative outlet for me. Like it's, that's that's you know that's what I love about it. But it was a really good feeling when I was able to make something and recreate it. And what I've done, you know, I, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram and I'm doing a little bit of the blogging thing because I'm new at all of this. Right, and you do, you've is, got a collection going. I've got a question going, and what I like to do is I like to say, you know, I've made this from my cookbook, and this is how I've changed it, because I'm still a creative cook. I still like to do this, and what I like to do is I like to share with everyone, listen, this is a base. This is like, you know, take the recipe, add to it, take away, change it, alter it, whatever you, because I'd like, I think cooking should be a creative thing for everyone, but it is nice to be able to share a base of, you know, a recipe to start with, so to speak. No, I think that's absolutely fabulous. And I love that you've got, um, uh, what are they called, chapters in there that no one has ever put in a book before as a chapter. Right. Okay, let's talk. Mushrooms okay. is a chapter. Yes. Trendy recipes is a chapter. Um, yes. Weekday menus is a chapter. A Pesach index, as a Pesach chef, I appreciate that. It's right. absolutely fantastic and innovative. And I, I really, like, as someone who has just about every kosher cookbook that's been put out in the last 15 years, no one's done that before. Why mushrooms? I love it. Okay, so this is basically what happened. I, as I was creating the book, there's a lot of research that goes into it. And I have, thank goodness, you know, because I worked in the event business, I have friends that are chefs. I, one of my good friends who I work with a lot is a Red Seal chef, and he helped me, cool. you know, with a lot of the details of the book. But not only that, I really spoke to people, to friends, to family, to people who were testing my recipes, and I really tried to listen to what the people wanted. And I heard people said, you know what, we need weekday menus. You know, we would love a piece of it. Okay, the mushroom thing was, I think it was actually my husband's idea because he's obsessed with mushrooms. Uh-huh, and I love like, it you, too. You, you have all these mushroom recipes. It would be great to put them in, a, in their own, as you say, chapter, right, in their right. own section. And I was a little bit apprehensive because I was like, what if people don't like mushrooms? And then I said, you know what, it's only 10 or 12 recipes. Really, there's, you know, 167 recipes. So if you don't like mushrooms, there's still what to choose from. And, you know, let's go for it because there are a lot of people that love mushrooms and they were so happy to see that there's all these mushroom like recipes. Like myself. I was so happy. And, you know, our station manager, Miriam L. Wallach, um, our general manager here at the Nakam Sigur Network, she's actually a vegetarian. And to have a, a – I know that vegetarians alike love to eat mushrooms and it, they call it the um, vegetarian steak. And I love that you can really focus on that, you know, um, for people who are non-meat eaters. I'm just holding up. Amy, yeah. I don't know if you know that this has also got a, a video segment as well, so a video a portion. So you're on audio, but there's a lot of people watching me hold up your cookbook and showing them okay. on our YouTube channel on the Nachum Siegel Net. So I'm holding up your beautiful book so all of our listeners can that are watching as well as listening can see. Um, so the, here is the weekday menu. ZK, is that on the screen? Is that working? Look at that. A whole one, two, week, one week, 
week one, week two, week three. Yeah, three weeks. And I think that's an app. You know, people are always like, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? And we have, even have a segment on our Table for Two radio show called What's for Dinner? Because, you know, people are always at a loss of what to do. I would definitely agree with that. I hear that. I do hear that a lot. I really, really do. And I like to think that there's a lot of, not only in the in the weekday menu section, but you can create, obviously, you can create your own menus, you know, and what I, what I also really wanted to focus on was that there was, you know, food and recipes that are really, really workable and that if you want to, you know, you can change them, like I said, and you can make them, you know, a little putschky and make them more special, but you can just make them as they are and they can be easy and user-friendly, I like to call them, recipes for anyone who wants to take out the book and cook. Yep, yep, I, I agree with that. And I love the fact that you taught me about quinoa flakes. The minute I got this book and I'm reading through it, devouring it, I'm like literally devouring it. <laughs> and and I really, really enjoyed it. And But quinoa flakes, I'd never heard of quinoa flakes. I've heard of quinoa flour, but I had not heard of quinoa flakes. So it was, I, I Googled it. I looked it up on Amazon and, you know, they sell kosher. If you're living in an area that does not have a gourmet glut, you can go, or I'm not sure what the Canadian stores are, but you can buy on Amazon a lot of kosher products, including quinoa flakes, so, um, which are in quite a lot of your products, uh, quite a lot of your recipes. Right. Are you, are you like a healthy cook in general? Yes. So it's funny because I didn't, I didn't want, I don't want to over, I didn't want to overwhelm anyone with my, that I'm a health food crazy person because I, I'm not, but I do like for the most part, if you notice in the book, you know, there's no soup mix, there's no chemicals, yeah. everything is flavored with onions and garlic and herbs and wine and the, the ingredients are very, I like to call them wholesome. So, um, you know, ingredients that, the reason that I have quinoa flakes is because there's a lot, you know, I'm, I'm kind of also sensitive to the gluten-free, you know, people out there. And Absolutely. that they feel that, you know, there isn't always recipes for them and, and cook, you know, cookbooks for them. So I'm like, I would say with a, with a healthy kind of wholesome bent to the whole, you know, approach to cooking. Well, I think your book is fabulous. Um, it's available. Phil Time published it. Um, every just about every uh, recipe has a photograph, I believe. Yes, almost everyone. Which is great because I have a married daughter, and I gave her one of my older cookbooks. She goes, "I, I can't make this recipe because I don't know what it's going to look like." The face I of know. cookbooks have changed. Um, so you know, it's, it's true. It's true, and um, I, I tried my best that you know the recipes that don't have a photo are like a pesto or a salad dressing or a pate that you know you can kind of envision in your head. So that beautiful. was the goal. Beautiful. You've done a beautiful job. Um, you can buy it at your local Judaica stores or Amazon. Is it on Amazon? It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. And it's also, like you said, in all of the bookstores, really um, across North America, where they carry English books, that's where they are. You know, the Toronto girls, you ladies have taken the kosher world by storm. You, Esti Kafra, Daniela Silva, Noreen Galetz, the queen of, the founder yes. of our Yes. Kosher cookbooks, um, you know, so it's um, good things are coming out of Toronto. I'm, I'm really excited and I love you guys all. I, I, I'm sad I haven't met you yet in person. I hope to be there over Hanukkah and I would love to meet you. Okay, so let's let's try to ma- make that work because I love meeting the cookbook authors. I remember when I fa- first met um, Noreen Galetz because my mother had her cookbooks because my mother's family is half Canadian. So some are in Australia, right. some are in Canada. So when I first got to meet Noreen, I, I was so excited because I grew up on some of her cookbooks. And um, 
and then of course you know Daniela and Esty. So now I'm going to add you to the collection of Canadian cookie cookbook friends. So exciting. Thank you. Okay, great. So thank you so much. Everyone, pick up a copy of Kosher Taste. Um, Hanukkah's coming up. So it's a great Hanukkah gift for everyone. So, you know, eight nights of Hanukkah, eight friends, that's eight books. Sounds like a plan. All right, great. Amy, I look forward to meeting you. I as well. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And I'm glad we coordinated. <laughs> it would be a shame not so to have you on the show. So am I. Thank you very much. All right, Wish take well. care. All right, thanks. Okay. Bye, Amy. Amy Stopnicki from uh, that was um, all the way from Toronto. I had to grab her by phone. We, as I said before, we had a bit of a scheduling conflict, so we got her in um, on the show. So uh, yeah, it's a pretty exciting show for us today because I love coffee, and I, you know, Simon. This is my friend Simon Springer. We live in the same hood now, but I'm from Sydney and he's from Seattle, and we met in New York. So there yes. you go, through Melinda Strauss, our f- fellow foodie friend and my partner in crime. I actually grew up with her. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. the best. The the Russacks are the best. A shout out to them and the amazing Seattle community. Love it. I, I, I had such a great time there and great restaurants. Uh, no meat restaurants, all vegetarian. So I kind of like enjoyed that, yeah, but um, yeah. it was really great. Um, yeah, so Simon and I met uh, through actually through the fish world. He used, the fish to work, world. he used to work for Aussie's Fish. I used and, to work for Aussie's Fish and, and before then um, Seasons Oh, and before sure. then Brach's. Yeah, so he, this guy knows food. There's nothing that he doesn't know about, and he knows about quality. And being from Seattle, coffee's like, you know, it's, that's where it all started, the coffee it, culture. I was only 40 when I had my first cup co- of coffee. Coffee and technology, that's what Seattle's known for. Right, and yeah. traffic. And traffic, right. very very bad traffic. Crazy, right? When we were there in the summer, I thought New York was bad. Vancouver was lousy also. No, it's. Uh, I was just there for, for family purposes and... It was it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. <laughs> <laughs> right, the traffic there was. Who'd have thought Seattle would have so much traffic? But they said all the businesses that have opened up in the last fifteen years, they the, the infrastructure, the, the overdevelopment, and and things of the sort. It's uh, it's definitely changed. It's you definitely know, changed from where this, the Seattle I grew up in. It's a great food scene over there. You have Pike yes. Street Market where yes. they throw the fish. If you go into my Instagram page, yeah, you yeah. see me um, recording them throwing a fish at the Pike Street Market and the bubblegum wall, which is really disgusting. Mm. That's not really a foodie they thing. They actually but. took it down and then restarted it again. Yeah, yeah. It was like a big thing. It was yeah. corroding the building, I heard, at one point. And then it, it, as, it, as far as I know, it was holding the building together. Oh, really? <laughs> It was gross, but really coffee culture. And I did actually a Facebook live feed from Starbucks, which is, you know, the first uh, uh, the first Starbucks in America came from out of Seattle. But it's evolved so much. And people, mm. you know, not everybody loves Starbucks. It's got a certain distinct taste. Sure, and, sure. And, and, and Dunkin' Donuts. I cannot well do a show without giving them a mention because they sure. are very iconic sure. coffees, whether you like them or not. And, you know... Um, I'm still new to coffee, but I know. So, so, co- co- any food in general um, has a function as and has a fashion to it. You know, coffee is very fashionable; can be very fashionable. But if you're tired, you need a quick uh, jump, drink a Starbucks, and you'll be good, right? Um, it'll lift you up. Um, but you can. I like to tell people I'm, I might be a coffee snob because I know coffee. I've I've right. had literally thousands of cups of coffee at this point. <laughs> Um, I haven't because I only started at 40, so uh, I'm still newish to coffee. Still newish. Newish. Um, but I love good coffee. But you can enjoy a good coffee, but I can still go to Starbucks and pick up a Pike's Place roast, um, a flat white, and still enjoy them because I understand what they're doing and how they're doing it. 
I might not enjoy their, how they roast their beans or the amount of time it actually sits on a shelf, but I can understand what they're doing and why they do it and why they became the powerhouses that they are. Right. Can you walk us through a coffee process? You know, okay. From from when it's grown, say, you know, around the world, coffee. Sure. So Ethiopia, Hawaii. Sure. So just like um, you asked last week, actually, um, about what a um, what it's called, what what the the where coffee is grown, what they're called. Yeah, yeah. It's, we, it's, did you hear that show last I week? Actually, I actually emailed <laughs> in. I actually emailed in. Oh, thank you. It's son. I. It's either called the plantation. Yeah. Um, not many people. Not many people use it. That's or the word. Yeah. it's it's one of them. It's a farm. Okay. It's a co-op, and it's also called a finca. A finca is a, is the, the the Spanish word for uh, from what I'm assuming is a co-op or, or a farm that coffee is grown on. Um, so that's where it comes from. And then usually, you know, coffee is grown depending on the variety um, along the um, along the uh, along the equator. And so the higher the ele- elevation on that equator, the better cup of a of arabica of an arabica bean you're going to get. What's the, an arabica bean? Arabica bean is what you're normally drinking um, when you have a drip coffee, or what's known as an American coffee, um, or even probably what you're getting in in Australia. Right, amazing coffee in sure, Australia. Sure. And then if you're going to go um, and have a latte or an espresso, you're going to drink what's called a robusta bean. It's um, they're a little bigger beans, a little more acidic. They have about four to five times as much um, caffeine in them. Okay, um, can I can sure. I just pause you for one second? CK, do you want to tell um, the guys to come in? I have a. Do you remember Jay Booksbaum? He was on my show last sure, week. Sure, sure. He was super excited about you coming. Come on in. He actually, I think, once wanted to come in again today. Come on. Can you just see if Jay's out there and tell him that Simon's on because. I know that he really wanted to come, and he made a bit of a special trip. We so. actually, you know, we it's, actually have something very, and, very and tell similar. J- tell Jay, um, Jay and Yon, uh, Jay or Yoni, um, to come in um, because they're going to be our second guests, and they should partake in sure. the in the coffee fest. Sure. Hey guys, Jay, welcome back! Thank oh. you so much. I just told Jay, everybody that I invited you back again I want, because I want, I, I you, you you wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> he actually begged. He begged. No, he did not beg. Um, that he wanted to come back in and meet Simon, sure. and and now that you've all met each other, um, is Yoni out there? If he wants to come in, he can. Um, so the funny part about what Jay does versus what I do is we actually have very similar um, industries. Industries, like- coffee actually, Jay um, yeah. has a terroir to it as well. Has a um, a terroir to it as well. Oh really? Right, um, terroir. There's our word from last week. If you're going to have something from you know Ethiopia, it's going to be more acidic and it's going to be a little fruitier in on the on the on the palate. Because the terroir in Ethiopia is different than the terroir Correct. in Hawaii. Correct. And the, the, oh, by the way, I listen sure. to you. Did we figure out what it was. Is it a vineyard? Is it a? Oh my god! Grove? So there's 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 we several different ones. That. The main ones are farms, co-ops, plantations, um, plantations, and. Uh, the, Span- the, the, the Spanish, Spanish word called finca. Finca. Jay, finca. that was great that you remembered from last week. He just brought that up. He goes, I emailed you. And I said, yes, you did. Yeah. He was one of the people that yeah. emailed me. That's great. Very Thank cute. You. Okay. Anytime. So it's not a grove or a vineyard. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no. You, think, you think no, no. wine. You think right. wine. Okay, you great. You. Okay. But, you know, and then you, know, you have very complex tasting notes for something that would come from um, Hawaii even. Hawaii because of a small area. And it's you know volcanic region and, and things of the sort. Um, you get very complex chocolatey notes as well as 
um, very fruity notes, all in the same, all in the same cup of coffee. Um, and it gets, it gets very interesting, especially, you know, like, like Jay does, you know, he does his wine tastings. I do that with, uh, with my coffee tastings as well. Can we, do you think it would be interesting? I, I don't know how it would work, but maybe we could like do a wine and coffee tasting. I'm, I'm, I'm up for anything. I, I can would arrange that, that. No, but would that work? We think? can, we can sure. do that. I'm the sure. Bitterness, the coffee. I mean, I don't know. Sure. A coffee pairing. Here we have a chef in the house. <laughs> hey, come on over. Take a microphone. I'm gonna let me introduce you. We are having such a good time today on the show. Okay, do you go by Yoni or do you go by Jay? Yoni. Okay, because on, a pretty good on, name. on, on Facebook on. you have Jay. Okay, so um, Yoni is um, we have mutual friends, right? She's your cousin. So at my Who? bestie friend cousin? in um, is Allison. Gross, and Alison is cousins with Yoni Soletsky, right? Okay. With my crazy Australian accent. Um, and Yoni is actually a chef, and he has an amazing catering business. Where are you a chef? Uh, I have a catering business out of Persephone. He's from New Jersey also, so you guys might know each other. Aren't you all from New Jersey? You all know Free each other. Free food? I want to <laughs> know. That's what people go, oh, you're from Australia? Do you know Do you know so-and-so? I'm like, nah. So yeah. it's like with New Jersey. So he, we're going to talk to Yoni about his catering business. But in meanwhile, why don't you join us in this conversation as well? So what were you going to say? Down. I was going to say, it sounds like you need some food to cut in between that coffee and sure. wine. Uh, sure. Right, which you can pre- prepare for us. Sure, yeah, absolutely. You, you could definitely break that into a two-parter. You could definitely do... It's funny, even like wine, you can, you can pair coffees with food. Um, you know, you're not going to drink a very heavy-bodied uh, Sumatra with a steak. What's a, a Sumatra? A Sumatra is a bean that comes from the, the Indonesian region, the island of Sumatra. It's very a heavy, very, right? heavy, um, he- a very heavy bean. Um, on top of the way it's it's processed, and the, on the top of the way it's um, dried and, and roasted, um, it, it's it's almost too much. You don't want to have it with something very heavy like a steak. You would want something a little lighter, maybe an Ethiopian Yergachev or a Colombian, which everyone knows about the Colombian coffees. Colombian coffees they're are, world famous, right? It, it's about a third of the world's um, uh, coffee comes from that area. The but Jamaica man. Jamaican the Blue Mountain coffee is is also something to, something to, something to fear. It's I, uh, delicious. It's so funny, like like with 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 Jay's. I call him a Somalier. I think Miriam called you Super Somalier. Yeah. She coined that term, and you are a Somalier. I don't know if that's the right one of coffee. Yeah. What what do you call that? A, what, a barista? That? A barista? Barista so, uh, who makes the so, coffee. So again, it's not really on that level. Um, you know. People that do that are usually called Q testers. Q testers. Yeah, you have to. No, that's cool. You have to take a, a certain test and refine your palate to it. I'm not going to do it. It's not. You know, I might do it later down the line, but I'm too busy running a business to to take the time to do it. So what what do you do with your business? You make your own. You produce. So your you own. get to taste any of this? Stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, be, before wait, we start. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, Go we're going to definitely try. Go. Go okay, so before we start, then before I get into we what coffee. we're talking about. Naomi told me she likes uh, milk, a little bit of milk in her uh, coffee. This is actually from Columbia J. Can you May I put in a little bit of milk? Yoni, you yeah. guys can do whatever you like. But, ZK, would you like? Oh. But the purists say you should not put milk in your coffee? Or? So, My dad does not. So the market, the market decides, right? You know, if someone wants to make it and drink it and buy it, they can put milk, sugar, they, cream, whatever they, whatever, whatever the heck they want. I don't put sugar in my coffee. No, but really, from I, a purist point of view, will a it hurt point, it? A purist point of view, no. It would. That's why I usually taste it myself. Mm, I'll taste it this? black before I actually do it, right? Okay. 
So okay. so what they're drinking right now is um, okay. a local roaster close to my parents' house, um, about an hour and a half away from Seattle, the city okay, of Seattle. Okay, I'm going to try it while you talk. Sure. Um, it's called Camino Island Roasters, and uh, when I went home a couple weeks ago, I picked it up. This is from the Reserve Collection from Colombia, and it's incredible coffee. It's actually... It's actually one of the best coffees I've picked up besides for one of my local roasters. It's not bitter at all. It's not bitter at all. But it needs more milk for me. <laughs> Listen, no, but it's got so flavorful. It's, oh milk. it's an yes, extremely it's really flavorful coffee. It happens to be. But you know be. what? It's it's flavorful with without being bitter at all. You know, it's mm-hmm. got it's got kind of that no round. So that bitter comes from the um from the roasting process. Um Naomi asked me at one point, why, you know, would you ever consider roasting for yourself? I said, no. The process is you have to be very specific on at what temperature you raise it, uh, raise the temperatures, what, uh, what times you, you, you have to lower it, et cetera. And it becomes very time-consuming, and I, I, I'm too ADD for that. I okay. drink too much coffee for that. <laughs> so let's, let me talk. With the, we, sure. The process. They pick sure. the... The beans. So they pick, then, they pick the beans. They, they pick the beans and they come what's called a, a, a coffee cherry. Okay. It's an actual um, fruit. Um, and there's different ways to there's different ways to break down the fruit. You can either wash it, you can rub it off, you can um, let it just kind of rot away. There's different processes of doing it. Ultimately, you're going to end up with something called a green bean. Um, it's dried a little bit, it's processed, and it's shipped out in either 130 to 150 pound bags. Unless it's a you know a, a very um, small you know particularly good crop, then they'll do smaller bags, um, and they'll they'll send them to roasters or roast houses. Sorry, they'll send them okay. to roast. Uh, Let's put that on silent. <laughs> yes, <I apologize. laughs> they'll put them in. They'll send them to coffee um, green coffee distributors that sell them to roasters. Um, Starbucks will buy either they'll have their own finca, or they'll have um, main roasters that have a certain grade of coffee that they're going to use. Um, that's why it might they have very they actually use very good coffees, but they what their process is is an Italian roast, which is a little overly roasted for most palates. But we've become accustomed to that. Right, right. Um, okay, so there are different all kinds ever, of coffee beans, right? So yes. we'll come back to that. There's the instant coffee. And then there's the free dries coffee, and yes. there's the carrot coffee, and there's an espresso sure, coffee, sure. and the like. What have you got going over here? Just pull that. Like, could we have a camera on this? This is what. What do we call this? This is a Chemex, a Chemex pour over pot. Okay, um, and we have the French whole big press. questions about that for Shabbos. A lot of people saying you're allowed to now. I was get. I was. I'm not gonna. You ask your local Orthodox uh, rabbi, uh, but yeah. I was given the okay to because the idea that the coffee's uh, roasted, it's cooked, right, so then you can do cooked, it on right. Shabbos. Or really maybe the koshani or something. And there, and there's no and there's no uh, worry of bo'er because you're not pulling something on, oh, out of it. You're just putting it through. Right, you can't make French press on Shabbos. Right. Yeah, I'm like, of course that's bo'er. You're separating. Right. And you're not pulling it out. You're pushing it. So, so again, ask. Your local Orthodox rabbi, it's uh, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. So this is really cool. Like, how does one get one of these? I've never seen this. And I, mean, I do French this, press. This comes this comes. I got this in Amazon. You can pick it up pretty much anywhere that sells a lot of coffee things. Uh, William Sonoma, I know, has it. What's um, it called? A Chemex. Chemex. C H E M E X. C H. Yeah, Like Chemex. Yes. I'm holding that up to show you the spelling for if you're watching us on our. On our YouTube channel, and the real, the real quality actually doesn't come from this, although it's a very nicely made product. 
it comes from the filter. The filter is an extremely fine filter. Um, and I use it for all my tastings because what it does, it takes away almost the entirety of all the leftover oils that coat your mouth. Um, the, the debris, you know, sometimes when you grind, the, the little bit of finer will come through and it can go through a, a lesser um, quality filter. Um, so I use this for all my tastings to see what the coffee, what the roaster wants me to drink in the coffee. Um, and so, you know, I go through about, these come a hundred a case. I go through about one case a month. A great Hanukkah present, I'm just saying, for just the saying, coffee lovers. Just, just saying. Sveen Achman, you're watching, I'd like one of these. And you'll get me the coffee and yeah, I'll be, sure. I'll sure. be even more high paid. The key is you have to buy the right filter. The, you have to use the right filter. And, you know, again, they'll tell you, you have, to, you have to use this. I mean, this is about $8, $9 for a case of 100 um, so again, you know, for me, it's a business, business expense, but oh, tax write off. Tax write off, but you know, um, you know, it works. You know, okay. it works. Okay. So, how to, can you just show us how to make this? Sure. Because okay. I, I want to learn. You, uh, actually, is, that, uh, is there an? Is it hot enough? That's hot enough. Okay. Yay. All right. Okay. So we're actually going to make one right here on table for two, and then we're going to talk a little bit to uh, Yoni about uh, all his exciting sure. catering and. Drink some more coffee with Simon. Okay. Jay, we're learning a lot. Two weeks in a row. Woohoo! So the, Haven't been on in ages and now two weeks in a row. <laughs> How lucky are we? So the next one the next one I'm going to do is actually a local roaster from Island Park. Okay, so where do we buy all the coffee from? So you can actually buy it, most of it on my website. Uh, okay. www.theroasterscollective.com. Yes, yes, theroasterscollective.com. Mm -hmm. And cool. follow him Very, on Instagram. It's a little bit, it's, it's just hippie-ish enough that the coffee snobs can, you know, you know it, right? equate. Um, but that the rest of the people that want to drink just a good cup of coffee can say, oh, I'm not going to feel weird getting decent coffee from a guy that's going to yell at me for putting um, milk in my coffee. So, you know, uh, some, actually some thought went behind it. Um, okay, okay, so you have a website. You're on Instagram. I'm What's on your Instagram, Instagram name? Uh, the Roasters Collective. Okay, there you go. I'm on Twitter at Roast Collect. I'm on Facebook at The Roasters Collective. Um, I'm all over the place. You know, you, you follow. You can follow the. Uh, follow the coffee. The but, coffee excitement. Okay, right. we, maybe we have scissors here. No. Nope, I got it. Okay. The next right. one is from um, one of my favorite roasters in the world. Um, his name is East Coast Roast, and he's out of Island Park. And this is that Sumatra that I was Island telling Park, you. Island Park, New Jersey? Island Park, Island New Park. York, right near, right near my wife's Wait, uh, parents' house. Have a look. See, one heaping, that's like two tablespoons. Mm -hmm. but it comes with a special scoop. We've got it in our filter, and it's sitting on top of the filter. Can we get, are we getting that in, ZK? Um, certainly you can get it from Click, right? What's Click? The Kitchen Click. Oh, yes, the Kitchen Click. The Kitchen Click. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we're I'm, pulling this up. And this I, is really cool. I'm actually making it for a lot of people, so I'm I'm kind of eyeballing it. Just I am. Just this enough. is hilarious. I'm going to take some. You all know that I do my behind the scenes photos um, of of uh, this. Okay, keep 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 going. And then I'm going to have to stand up so I can see. Okay, he's going to. Simon is pouring the coffee. So, all right. So to maximize using all of the um, all of the grounds. A lot of the, the artisanal guys will tell you to do it in circular motions on this. Make sure okay. everything make sure everything is nicely oh, wet. So it just doesn't okay. go down the center, Correct. just doesn't go down the sides. It okay. uses okay. it all. And if you guys can see, um, if you show that, the bubbles coming out is called the bloom. Ga the gases that are produced from this 
um, escape. So you want it to you want to bloom the coffee so that all oils and and, and coffee particles and gases uh, come out of it so that you can that. get the full extraction. Okay, so, so we're going to do this again. Now that again. it's bloomed. So it's bloomed. So we've released our gases. Mm-hmm. This is called a what again? Oh, this is called a pour over Chemex. A pour and Chemex. Chemex for us Chemex. Hebrew people. From Chemex. Chemex. Awesome. This is so fun. Okay. And that's really it. You might hear a little pounding in a couple seconds. Okay, let's, let's, let's take some more pictures. Okay, let's have a look. He's going to pound. That, awesome. w- that way, just the grounds that get stuck, I the grounds it. that get stuck can come down. Is that double filtered or are you single filtered? It's one filter, but the way they fold it is, is that the, you, you put three sides against the channel so that it doesn't just channel up, uh, the water doesn't go down the channel and not hit any of the... Um, okay, so where the channel is going down, you want extra filterage there. Correct. So that it, kind of sto- it kind of stops it up. Okay, that is too cool for school. I love it. I did some photos. You're going to see those on my Instagram in a little bit. This is fantastic. It's fun. It's fun. My wife, my wife is a very big fan of um, the Nescafe. It's perking up. Yeah, like, no, look I'm, at that. I'm did you notice that? that yeah. I wish everyone. How ZK, what's take a peek. You know what's really it's, interesting? The smell is amazing. <laughs> it's 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 just air pressure. That there's enough water in there that's it's caught in there. So anything coming through has got to push air through. We are having a really good time right here on perk Table for coffee. Two. My mom used to make perk coffee. Yeah? My, you, my you hardly ever also. see that. You know, they had this pot with a the little They call it. A, they now call thing. it a mocha pot. It's also an, uh, the idea is an Indonesian thing. I love it. And it's it. fantastic. I love it. It makes a heck of a I'm cup of coffee. You, I'm telling you, that was the best coffee I ever had from yeah. my mommy. Oh. oh Shalom, she was just great. But anyway. Okay, don't cool. don't see them anymore. You, yeah. I hardly oh. see them. The, the coffee stomps use them a little more. Um, the, the mocha pot has become is becoming a little more... Um, in vogue. In um, vogue. Okay. In vogue. I, I'm very big into my French press. Could I use this in a French press? Um, if you were going to order, just tell me you want a French press ground. L- let Simon, everyone's going to be starting to order from you at uh, Roasters Collective and tell, so I'm sure in, on the website it has sure. what all the different choices. It's all the options. You can have a whole bean, you can have a ground, and then per, you know, per the grounds, you can have it for an auto drip, you can have it for a uh, French press. You can have it for a mocha pot or the, the percolating pot that Jay was talking about. I love it. Um, Fantastic. You know. Will you stick around while we of talk course. to Yoni? Because Yoni's going to feed us too. Are you off or are you going to hang around? All right, we need to do a photo. <laughs> well, you're you're going to have to try this in a little bit. Okay, great. I cannot wait. Uh, okay, um, Jay's just going to step out for a little bit. He's got to run, you know, Royal Wines over there. And it was very nice that he came back, especially to meet you, Simon. Um, he's a good guy to know in the food industry. And so is Yoni. Welcome to our table for two. We've been trying to get you on for a little while. Thank you for having me. We uh, finally secured you down and got you into the studio. So as I said before, Alison, his cousin, is a good friend of mine. She says you've got to try Yoni's food. He's amazing. Have him on the show. I'm like done. Okay. Welcome. Thank you. Okay. So tell me, did you go to cooking school? Yes. Yeah, so um, I went to, uh, there was a Pennsylvania Culinary Institute that was offering a Le Cordon Bleu program. Nice. That what I does went that to. mean, Cordon Bleu? We hear that word thrown out a lot, but I'm not sure if any of us, right, like, so, know what that is. Le Cordon Bleu, when you're talking about culinary schools, is a specific French program where they've just focused on classical French cuisine. Uh, the curriculum was brought over from the school that started in France, and uh-huh. they franchised in America and oh, cool. other parts of the world. Um, and Le Cordon Bleu is a very, very trafe dish. Right. <laughs> Chicken stuffed with ham and cheese. <laughs> mm. 
and then, yeah, not for uh, us. And then battered. Far from it. <laughs> so um, those are the two things that Le Cordon Bleu come to mind. Um, so that was... Was that a big challenge going there? Um, not necessarily. <laughs> you can't eat anything. When I was younger, I was a little... <laughs> okay, okay. Rebellious. rebellious. I was a little rebellious. I wanted to learn. <laughs> right. Um, but that's long over since I'm long back on the derrick. Okay, nice. At a certain time in my life, it was beneficial. <laughs> right, okay. That's your Jose Bechuva. Okay, right. very nice. Very nice. <laughs> um, so from there, I went and I interned in country, at a country club in Paramus, and I've worked in all different areas of the food industry. Okay, great. On purpose. <laughs> I mean, I worked in restaurants, catering. Right. Um, food manufacturing, everything. And now you've started your own kosher catering. Who's your um, mashkiach? Who's the, so who my, are you under? Certification. My hechsher is the Vod of Metro West. Okay, where's that? It's the local Vod out of uh, Essex County, Livingston, okay. West Orange, Short okay. Hills, Morristown, that whole area. Oh, right. I just, I didn't know myself. So if I don't know, my some of my listeners might not know. So sure, a lot of people I, I, I want to, I want to, I want to. Robert Solomon, right? I want to yeah, share. Yeah, he's part of it. fantastic. Okay, yeah. great. So everyone knows yeah, it. I, I, I care to a <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. So what was the next step for you then? Um, so I wanted to start my own kosher catering company. Uh it started off on principles that I wanted to have everything fresh, everything from scratch, everything, you know, I pick up. I We can hear it in the <laughs> You can hear it perfectly. Uh, everything is um, pretty much my main focus is to have everything as possible from scratch. Okay. So from there, I have a full service catering company. We do drop-offs. We do uh, every kind of simcha, weddings, bar mitzvahs. Do you have halls that you work out of? Uh, yes, yeah, so I have some halls that I work out of. Okay, and if, if people want to find you, how do they? So I have uh, a few websites. I'll get to all of them. I okay, have, uh, right. Takeabreakcatering.com. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. And so, I want to talk about your Shabbat Easy Menu Catering. I so, love that. So that's a, um, that's something that we started a program out of Take a Break Catering is Easy Shabbos, which is a website. I see a box. I'm getting excited. <laughs> it's It's essentially just a website that could be like your local takeout store, except it's, we don't have, our food never sits in a refrigerated uh, whatever they're called, the deli case, literally goes from our bowl right to your pan and gets sent to your house. I love that because so much takeout. Like we live mm. in, you know, Simon and I both live in the five towns and there's great there's great takeout, but it's sitting there. So, you know. For days. And, yeah. You know, you know, it's fresh and delicious. I'm not saying anything about it. I love them, but it's not like your stuff. My and wife claims she tastes the deli case. Okay. <laughs> and I, I'll take out food. She, she says there's a kind there of There is a certain taste, taste to it. Right, right, yeah. There's I a love certain that. Taste it's like you, yeah. you went into a restaurant and ordered food and they bought it for you. Exactly. Mm. So that's the quality that we keep. Um, so let's open up a box. Oh, good. <laughs> let's open up a box. I love when they say that. The mystery box. So if you are going away for Hanukkah or people have Yeshiva week coming up, right? Yeah. Yeshiva week, I know. I know it's December and... You know, it's about a month away. What are we even talking about? It's not so far away. Um, if you're going away to on Yeshiva week, I like that that it says Naomi Nachman. We're going to take a picture on that. You take, you you bring your uh, your box. I think that's so cute. I'm going to take a photo. Sorry. <laughs> um, you take your box. Can we just show everyone the front of the box? Uh, hold that up to the camera. Okay. Easy okay. Shabbat. Have we got that? I think that's awesome. Easy Shabbos, technically. <laughs> okay. Let's meet. There you go. There you go. We're just getting a little picture of that. 
because I think that's really cool. People have asked me to do that sort of thing for them, um, and I've prepared food for. As you know, I'm a, um, I'm do personal chefing, but not on your level. I'm like give yummy fresh food, but not in huge volume. Right. Um, and we're cutting the top open. Do you see how easy it is? Um, to open that box and what do you do people just like if they're going away as we were saying and they're going away for winter break and they're short on time if they just don't want to cook if you, people just had a baby people who just I love who are in the hospital will deliver straight to the hospital we double wrap Genius. thank you <laughs> Genius. For the last thing you know we double wrap as a courtesy for people that are going to hotels or hospitals and, and what about what about like if you're going in an airplane so on an airplane some locations it it makes sense to ship. Some it'll make sense for you to try to just stuff it in your suitcase depending on where you're going. I went to Israel once for Pesach a couple of years ago and I have all this food from my Pesach business. So I, I froze everything and I yeah. wrapped it in bubble wrap and I lined a suitcase and I took all my food with me. Yeah, you had a cold uh, cold suitcase. And it was good. It stayed frozen for yeah. 12 hours on the plane. So if you're going to Israel, that would definitely be my recommendation. Are they your famous pretzel colors? I'm Yoni. I know, but yeah. I'm just telling them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yoni is famous for his pretzel colors. I follow those. Okay, so what have I we got? Actually, I have a, um, a prototype of the new olive flavor. So you could mm. be the first to taste it. Who's Matty's? Mati is actually my father, Mati Tiahu. Oh, that's so <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. And these are pretzel colors. Yeah. Okay, see, they're a little bit, I'm not going to open it up now, but they're a little bit darker in color. What's that one? So this is the traditional, and these are the rolls. <gasps> Amazing. Okay, great. I'm going to bring these to Allison. I'm going to her for shoppers. Cool. So we were saying, oh, I'm not baking this week because I'm going to her. And she's like, maybe I have some in the freezer. And I said, maybe I'll have some in the freezer too. And we're like, now we're going to have fresh challah. Or maybe fresh challah will just fall into your lap. From Cousin <laughs> Okay, cool. So these are little pretzel challah rolls. Cute. All right. Okay. So you basically start off. Right now we're still in a basic development phase of Easy Shabbos. We okay. have basically a lot of mainstream foods. I just threw on the website a lot of foods that I knew everybody would love, would be generally rounded, and now we are getting excellent feedback. Everybody who's trying the food, um, I, we, I looked at my statistics, over 80% of my customers are repeat customers. I love that. They just keep coming back. Good for you. And so I just need more people to try it. <laughs> okay, so this is this is why I want to introduce you to, to the listeners because, you know. Yeah, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> listeners, this is Yoni. Yoni, this is the listeners. We did that before. So I, I just, I think it's really important, and I, I, I've said this before. If you're on table for two, it's because you've been, like, literally hand-selected by me and my team to, to come here because we love what your, your coffee, royal wines, you know, your reputation has preceded you with your with the food that you're preparing and, and I'm very excited for you that you're doing so well. So we really want everyone to try uh, some of your products. So let's have a look. What? Let me just show this. Uh, we have garlic and za'atar hummus. Yeah. Oh, you had me at hummus. So essentially the, the way this basic box, wor box works is you get walk through step-by-step step what the options for your meal are. Okay. So your first option would be what kind of challah. Second option would be what kind of dip. We have tapenades, hummuses, baba ganoush, everything homemade. Wow. And then you would go to your next I'm gonna course. I'm going to come to your store. You should. In fact, <laughs> your next course would be a gefilte fish. Gefilte fish. So this would be Shabbos for four. Gefilte fish. Or a salad. I, I love gefilte fish. I know it's so corny, but yeah. it's one of my favorite foods. <laughs> okay. I was going around kosher fest eating all the gefilte fish. Yeah. So okay. then we have. A garden salad. Then we'll have either a soup Look or a salad. Look that is. Huge. It's a nice okay. portion. <laughs> it's a very nice portion. So this would be, this is for a family of four. Correct. Okay, so I'm just like, as you're watching us unpack the box, to give you a little bit of perspective, this is a, for four. 
how large the serving portions are huge. Like they can filter fish. I want to say it's close They're to huge an inch. pieces. Right, look. They're when you go to people's houses, the sharpest, they do not cut. It's about, about me size. Yeah, it's, it's huge, right? Very generous. And it even comes with a little crane, the croutons for the salad, huge bowl of salad. Okay, I'm not going to talk about dessert yet because, we'll, okay. you know, desserts we'll, we'll do in the right time. And then we have, I bought, you'll have your entree with two sides. So I bought a, a couple of pieces of brisket, some chicken, and some salmon. We should eat some. Mm. How does that sound, guys? Coffee brisket. We so, have so popular. Comes with a little bottle. What's sweet chili? Uh, it's a sweet chili salmon. Oh, no. So this is the salmon, and this is the? Uh, chicken scampi. Oh. So, so for cool. each uh, for each protein, you have like four or five options. Wild and sweet what? Wild and brown rice with sweet potato. <gasps> and rainbow? Roasted vegetables. Roasted vegetables. Can mm, I open we, some of these up? Of course. We, keep a, we keep a minimum of six colors. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Can I, can I just say, everyone knows my expression, you eat with your eyes. So, um, you know, we have to open it up. And I want, I want my viewers to eat now because they're going to eat now as they look on the Nachum Siegel Net channel on YouTube or they listen along. That's beautiful. Wow. Look how gorgeous that is. It smells amazing, wow. right? You want to pick a veggie? I'm going to pick after, a veggie. After we drink the coffee. Right? Yeah. Oh, am I going to be flashic yeah. if I eat this? It is meat. It's meat equipment. So I'm not going to be flashic. Okay, I can serve my Technically coffee. parf, yeah. Okay, for right now. I'm going to have the broccoli. Oh, my God. Do you hear a crunch? Perfectly cooked. Thank you. Perfect. It smells cooked. delicious. Seriously. Oh my god! Amazing. I'm going to put the cover back on on that one. Yeah. All right. Now let's take a peek at some of your other stuff. So, what's your specialty? Like, what's your favorite thing to make? So, my favorite thing to make is meat. <laughs> I love. Yeah. No, I love. I love all meats, and on the converse, I like baking. I like, like both. You like baking? Yeah. Because people always say, people always ask me like cooking or baking. I always say cooking. But you do both. I like both. That's cool. So I that, think any self-respecting any self-respecting chef should also explore baking. Oh right! So mm. I've done all the baking courses. I did all yeah. the fondants. I've done all the cookie baking. I've done. Happen to love baking bread. I think yeah. bread is its own little chapter in the cooking world. Um, it's one of those things that relaxes me is baking bread. Oh, I love it. You know, I start 100%. making sourdough breads. Yeah, that's oh. now you're now you're getting into it. Uh, so I have. Now you're getting I deep. Have, Chayasuri Lina, Spice and Zest. ZK yeah. is taking the cookies. Chayasuri um, was on the show and she has seven-year-old starter. She's the bread queen, the yeah. bread queen. You should follow her on Instagram. And and you should also, listeners. And and um, she taught me how to make sourdough. And she gave me seven-year-old sourdough. And every week I feed it. And wow. I, it's like one of my kids. Seven years yeah, old? Seriously, yeah, seriously. You got to treat amazing. like a baby. Yeah, it's like a baby. Before I went away a few weeks, like two weeks ago, I, I made sure that I fed it before I left. Yeah. <laughs> This feels so chunky. Okay, ZK is like very happy. You know, we eat a lot together. Oh, the these chocolate chip cookies. I have been told they are the best part of chocolate chip cookie. What chocolate chips are you using? It's a... Uh, They're really good. Thank you. Just a <laughs> regular I, brand? It's a chef's quality. It's a wholesale brand. It's really good. It's, is it once I, once I found these chocolate chips, I look no further. That's these it. Really I found good. them. <laughs> Okay, I wonder if it's because uh, I've got a friend um, that makes California gourmet chocolate chip, chip cookies. It's chocolate the, chips, and hers are excellent. It's the chef's quality brand. Okay, cool. But I don't. Um, K 
Can I have this with wow. milk? Or is this parv or flashic made in a flashic oven? It's made in a flashic oven. Okay, so I cannot so have, have it with wait. my coffee. <laughs> okay, but I can eat this and then drink my coffee afterwards. As far as the way we hold, it just can't be on the same plate. Just can't be on the same plate. There you go. That's how my family holds, but everyone will hold something different because right. you know, that's what we do. <laughs> I'm not passing for anybody. No. Mm. It's, it's so better that way. Yeah. Mm, these are absolutely delicious. Your tomatoes, cucumber salad, amazing. Uh, you know what I want to try? Where's that dip? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, do we have a spoon? Yeah, we do, right? There, I'm having a look at it. Yep, beautiful. Okay. Oh, it's got roasted garlic in it. Look at that. What is it? Roasted garlic hummus. Okay. And then you had us at garlic and hummus. Okay. Um, everyone, but don't double dip because I want to take it home. <laughs> okay. Here we go. A little za'atar. Don't double dip? Yeah, don't double dip. I'm taking it home. You got two, you got two sides yeah. on a spoon. Okay. That's true. And we have more spoons. Okay. Zatar is one of my favorite spices. I put mm. I make yeah, zatar all the time. <laughs> Everything. Really, really, really creamy. Yes. Flavorful. I love creamy hummus. I don't like. That's Everyone my goal with hummus. Is the texture. Can you give us a little tip for hummus makers out there? Can sure. you tell us a trade secret? Because so I think it depends on the strength of your blender. Really. Yeah, so I've had different food processors, different blenders. Um, I I actually use an immersion blender, and I use it right in a bucket. And I have a very I have a very high powered immersion blender that I cannot reach that consistency with one of the home ones. Uh huh. What about a food processor? So you just end up with a slightly more liquidy hummus. It won't be as thick and creamy as that unless it's blended. The blender is emulsifying it together is really is working it the food processor is just, just chopping it. it so interesting okay just maybe running a blade through it uh, jay, jay talking to the mic we're going to turn that you, on um, do you soak your own garbanzo beans or or do you take I, it out of a can or i for, for falafel and stuff I, I soak my own for hummus i take it out of the can and i actually i actually boil it for a few minutes just to boil out the sulfites okay did you do do you do it with baking powder baking soda I don't necessarily because find it necessary. I've heard that chefs, tip. The Israeli chefs told me to do that. Yeah. Um, when I spoke, they always put a little bit of baking soda or baking powder. I'm not sure which one. Um, baking powder put that, baking soda. Yeah. What is it? Make, baking. What is it? I'm, I would what? guess baking soda, but baking I'm not sure. Okay, yeah. Baking powder is mostly baking soda. Oh, okay. Anyway. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, and and um, they all do that. They'll soak it and then they'll boil it with a little bit of the powder in it yeah and you can't get that fluffy texture unless it's from a freshly boiled chickpea which i mock by throwing it back in boiling water to bring it back up to that steaming you want to blend it while it's still while it's still warm i'm going to try that so we should try to like if you're going to make your own hummus take the few minutes extra to cook it again after to to, to boil the bean to boil right. the gabanzo bean so you're chickpea right chickpea for a few minutes on a high boil you're serving two purposes. You're taking out the extra sulfites, which could upset some people's stomachs. And the second thing is you're getting it warm enough to blend. I love that. And, and you're give, getting it to that texture that you want where it's just going to blend beautifully. I love that tip. I love that so note. An immersion thing? Yeah. What my wife calls a zhuzha. A zhuzha. We call it that too. We call it a zhuzha. <laughs> we call it that, that too. You funny? got the zhuzha. It's like a Jewish word. I don't even know if like, people not Jewish use it, but we my all call it zhuzha. We all call it a I have a milchik, a fleshik, and a parv zhuzha for Pesach and for the rest of the year. I have like 
You'll see six of them. I literally have six. You just six want to stick it in things and push, back right? them up. <laughs> we love it. But every once in a while, the cheaper ones, which I use for milkshakes, like the $10 ones to blend a strawberry soup, they die. Yeah. Get yourself a $100 one. There is a huge difference between a $10 one and a $100 one, and you will not buy as many cheap ones. You just buy one good one, and it will last you a very long time. You know I, mean? I could not agree with you more. Woo! Spend the money on good equipment. Yeah. If you're going to use it. If you're going <laughs> to use it. And, and you know, especially now, winter is coming up. It, yeah. I love to blend my soups. You want soups. I don't like chunky soups. My husband <laughs> loves chunky soups, and I love smooth soups. Super creamy. Okay, what's both. your... You can do both, right? <laughs> yeah. I like both. Yeah, I'm going to just make up. two like soups every too. night. <laughs> so you can take a chunky soup, just give it a quick... <laughs> A, a, and, you, and, you, and you'll get a half and half. Okay, that's actually not a bad idea. Shalom yeah. Bayes soup. I love that. It's the Shalom Bayes soup. Love it. Okay, there you go. Naomi well, and Zvika share. There's a like that or a fish yeah. like that. There's a kugel, a kugel, a three-layered kugel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, we can just get along nicely with our spouses, Baruch Hashem. So, okay, so with winter coming up, what kind of change with the menus is can we expect? So we're. I'm going to – let me just take it back. Right now I have my regular boxes. Like I said, we're more mainstream. I'm going to have themed boxes coming out. So I'm going to have a winter box. I love that. That's a great, that was a great tie in there. Right. <laughs> Good, yo. So we're definitely going to be hitting all of the seasonal flavors, all the seasonal themes that we get normally. We're going to have a lot of pumpkin, a lot of sage, a lot of nuts, a lot of, you know, we're going to, we're going to keep it within theme. I love, I love using seasonal vegetables. You come to Manhattan. I was actually going to try to go today to um, Union Square Market, but... It's yeah. so cold. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Look, I'm just showing everyone as well because I want to show off your stuff. Thank you. This is really something. This is a little bit of, um, it's a, what it's, is this, it, wild rice and rice? It's actually a four rice blend. It's a long grain brown, short grain brown, wild and red I'm along with sweet potato. Amazing. Wow. I just, you know, I'm opening these up so everyone can see because, you know, you don't, no one has x-ray vision here that I know of. And I really want to show off your fabulous. Oh! <gasps> Wow. So this is a, like this is for one. Now Simon just said wow and Simon knows fish. He is from Seattle and he's worked in the fish business. So look at that. And he's even got Little you know gosh. what I like? <laughs> look at this J and Z K um Simon. He has taken the effort not only to put it in a pan, I don't know if he did it just for me, but he's garnished the pan. Well, normally there'd be four pieces. <laughs> normally there'd be four pieces. So, you know, we're we're one, he just brought some onto the set. But do you always garnish the Food looking pretty is just as Important as it tasting good. I love that. It's. I think that's really like special because normally they just dump everything in the pan when you so buy takeout. We this always take beautiful. the extra effort to, to put everything nicely. I, I probably missed the first part of this. Do you deliver it to people's homes? So we actually didn't even really get into it that yeah, much. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's <laughs> so talk about that. Right now, Easy Shabbos delivery. Delivery is the name of the game. We're delivering to pretty much anywhere from central to northern Jersey. Washington Heights in the Upper West Side. Okay. What about so, Rockaway? Not yet. <laughs> One year! So hopefully we'll get out to the five towns. Elizabeth sounds like it's close enough. Yeah, we've definitely delivered to Elizabeth. Okay. We've got a few clients down there. Um, so basically, delivery is rolled into the price. So delivery is always free with any box. Any box you buy, delivery is free. Okay. So what we have is we have the customized boxes. I was mentioning each course you're going to have options we're working on some prefixed boxes that are just you know it's the chef's choice and we write we'll, we'll come out with new menus either every week once a month whatever it is loving it and then the third is a la carte where anything that is found in a box could be ordered by the pound or by the piece or whatever through a la carte menu 
we have gifts. We have gift trays, flowers, candy trays, nuts. Um, your pretty, shopper seems to be your boxes seem to be like soup to nuts. Yeah. So I'm trying to make the website just a one-stop shop with everything that you need for Shabbos, not even necessarily just food. Like candles. Right, exactly. You know, coffee. 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 Yeah, you guys should talk. Well, and you yeah. guys should talk. So, so give me an idea what it would be, what a Shabbos for four would cost. So, If the, I may. Is that yes, okay? Jay, sure. we've been doing this a long okay. time together. <laughs> of course you can. So you're ranging from about 70 to $120, depending on the box you choose. A person or for four? No, for four. So Isn't you're looking that, at, at around, right now, the, the, the chicken box, by far our most popular seller. Uh, it's the most economical next to the vegetarian box. Right. Um, but that's $75, so it's less than $20 a person. You're getting five courses delivered to your house that's for crazy. free. That's great. And it's completely customized. I'm not telling you what to get. You have, for every course, you have multiple choices. So every week Friday your shop is going to be different. That's for Friday night and, and So I have boxes geared towards dinner that Ooh. have soup, and they have other kinds of entrees, stews. And then I have boxes that it's geared towards Shabbos Day, which has cold Cold soups, more I salads, chicken oh. platters, delis. You just stuff pop like that. it in the oven and everything comes oven ready just like this. I Cold ab- food comes in presentable bowls. Sometimes you may want to switch it to your own, but I do you know, spend I... the extra on sending in nicer bowls. No, I think I think that's absolutely fantastic. And when you shop for four people for Shabbos, it's more than seventy five dollars with this mm. much food. I would say so. Yeah. Right? I compared my pricing locally around j- just competitively. So my food costs exactly what you, I'm not, I mean, if you go into any store in the tri-state area, you're going to be spending around the same, except for me, deliveries included. I told Brenda, I told Brenda last week, when we go away for Shabbos, we save like 500 bucks. I know, it's true, right? Because <laughs> we just, I don't know. Right. You know, all of a sudden, there's no, you know, there's 500 bucks less. It's cool. It's really fantastic. I love what you're doing. I love your concepts. I love how far you've come in the food industry and what you've learned and brought back to kosher, and and it's amazing. Simon, you're a superstar in the coffee world. I love your coffee. I love that we became friends. Jay, honoured to have you back as always. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Natural and Kosher Cheeses, when quality and flavour matter. But I want you all to stay tuned because we have music right up at the Lichbenching, sponsored by our friends at Kerem. So please join us. We've got a very exciting show next in the next couple of weeks. We have a chop competition at Gourmet Glut. So I hope you'll all calm down. If you want to compete, please let me know. You email me actually at kosherchopped at gmail.com and you can compete in our, our uh, chop competition on Table for Two. It's actually a Table for Two chop competition at Gourmet Glut in uh, late March 19th. So uh, send me an email. Shabbat shalom, everyone.